So we created a loose powder highlighter um, and that did really well. Surprisingly, you know, that collaboration, I got to see the, you know, the brand name in, you know, national magazines such as Glamour Magazine, Allure, and Pop Sugar Beauty. This is the Hello 20s podcast. My name is Jan and I'm your host. I'm a corporate professional during the day, a digital content creator by night, and really just a 20-something year old trying to navigate life while sprinkling a little knowledge and wisdom here and there. Let's face it, we don't have it all figured out, but we can learn a little from each other along the way. And I'm so glad you are tuning in on today's episode. Hello everyone, I hope you are all doing well. Today, our guest is a young entrepreneur who started her own cosmetics line when she was 19 years old. Since then, I have seen her build her business while going through school and working a job. Our guest today is Morgan Fitzpatrick, and although I wasn't there to see her plan out her business before she even launched, I have seen MTF Cosmetics in its very early stages when it just launched, and it's amazing to see where Morgan has taken her brand since then. Morgan and I met in college when we were sophomores, I believe, and we had a few classes together here and there throughout college. I remember it was our senior year. We were in this public relations class together and our final project was focused on working with a real client and being their public relations specialist. Morgan was able to be her own public relations specialist for her own brand and that was when I really got to know her company and her products. Fast forward to today, it has evolved even more. Everything is even more professional than before and I'm very proud of where it's going. So when I thought of the guest lineup for this season, I was like, let me check in with Morgan and see if she would come on and talk about her entrepreneurial journey and how she got started creating her own cosmetic line. It was really great catching up with Morgan in this episode and I hope you all enjoy it as well. All right, guys, today we have Morgan with us on the podcast. She is an amazing young entrepreneur and businesswoman who owns her own makeup brand that is doing super, super well right now. Um, So how have you been, Morgan? I've been very good, you know, with everything on the world right now, just trying to maintain my health, stay safe, and just really focus on elevating the brand. And I'm just so much more focused now, now that yeah, I'm graduated from college, I'm working my big girl job. So things are going pretty well on my side. I'm really excited to sit down today and like catch up with you because it's been like a year since I've seen you. Yeah, like we met. Yeah, we met in college in a few of our college classes. And I remember I remember seeing where your brand was at when you were in college and now seeing like where you are at now. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to get her on this podcast. She's doing so well. So when did you get started with MTF Cosmetics and why did you get started with it? MTF Cosmetics actually just hit the three-year mark on August 4th of this year. So Congrats. in 2017, I officially launched. So mm-hmm. launching in 2017, I have been working on the idea for I want to say a little over a year. So ultimately, I got started with the idea and the overall brand in 2016. And basically, mm-hmm. my overall vision for MTF Cosmetics was to create makeup products for women that look like me. You know, inclusivity, powerful, uplifting. Those are the three words that come to mind when I think about my brand. And I just want women and, you know, men, of course, because we can't forget about 
our beauty boys out there to truly feel beautiful um, and inspired. And, you know, everyone deserves to feel beautiful. Everyone deserves to feel powerful and uplifted. And, you know, also being a Black woman, those words resonate with me on a much deeper level. So, Mm -hmm. you know, just simply because of how I look, you know. So four and five years ago, you know, I couldn't really even name five major Black-owned makeup brands. And that was also a driving force in getting MTF Cosmetics started. So, you know, if I'm able to create a better space for, you know, people who look like me, then I'm all for it. So, you know, yes, MTF is a makeup brand, but it's also, you know, so much deeper than that. I love how you said like your brand vision is inclusivity. And so I want to ask you, like when you first started your brand three years ago versus now, has anything changed in regards to your vision? Yes, so much has changed. (laughs) Um, I got a new logo, you know, Mm -hmm. website, you know, I have a tagline now. So from 2017 to now, just, you know, everything has been upgraded from when I first launched. And Mm -hmm. now I'm in a phase and a period of elevation, I would say, and really investing in myself in the brand overall. Now that, um, you know, I'm still very, I'm still just getting started, you know, very in the beginning stages, but now that I'm in it and I'm deep in it, I am just ready to officially, you know, start improving and start taking the brand to the next level. Yeah, I actually took a look at your website a few times. It's so good. Like the quality of the images and everything, I was blown away. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, uh, by the time this uh, goes live, it'll actually have another update. So I'm in the process of being updated right now. So um, it's going to be even like better than what it is now. So I'm excited. (laughs) I saw um, your new Instagram post of the photo of you and you look so good. Oh, thank you. That quality is so good. Yes. And, And like I was saying, just like elevation. So just like from here on out, just making sure that you know, I'm posting the best quality images, the best like quality product pictures and everything, just making sure that, you know, making sure not to rush everything and making sure that everything Mm -hmm. like quality, like all around. Yes, quality over quantity. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And so I know you started this while you were in college. And I want to ask you, what is the hardest part of managing and scaling your company while you were in college? And a working woman as well. How did, how did you do all that? Yes. So time management. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing that I couldn't do it all was probably the hardest part. Like, you know, when you, when you start something, you want to work on it all the time. So the hardest part for me was knowing that I wasn't able to really, you know, invest and pour into the, print, into the brand like I wanted to because of my duty to school. You know, mm-hmm. and- what was also hard was trying to figure out everything on my own. So, you know, I didn't have any help. You know, I was only 19. And I think <laughs> that almost every single day, like, I really started a whole company at 19. And, you know, I didn't know anything about starting a business. You know, I don't, I didn't know anything about branding, you know, uh-huh. anything. So definitely 
trying to navigate and figure out everything on my own that was also hard hard like it was just it was just hard because you know I had no idea what I was doing and Mm -hmm. speaking like fast forwarding now three years later you know I still don't fully know but I will say I have a better clue and a better grasp on my overall direction and where I see myself and the goals for the overall brand but you know each day is new each day comes with a challenge and a lesson and you know I'm just taking it day by day and learning along the way so (laughs) yeah I know that um when we were in college together we took a public relations class right so you majored in communication is that right yep yeah and so has any of those things that you've learned like you you mentioned branding like you didn't know how to do branding when you first started your company has any of those classes that you've taken in college helped you along the way while you were scaling your business yes absolutely I still have like all of my um communications work and like public relations work from college um I Uh a lot of the big projects that we worked on um because the information that the professors were feeding us and you know we had some good communication professors I will say that I Mm -hmm. actually implement what I've learned in those classes to today and I still have like my PR book like I've I've thrown away, you know, when you clean away all your college junk and all of that, I still have majority of my communications um, projects because it it has helped me a lot for sure. Yeah. And, and with having like your own brand and we had a um, PR class, which is, I don't remember what the class was, but it was with Professor Winks. Yeah. And you actually had you had the opportunity to use your own brand to represent your own brand too yeah. and experiment. And so what were some things that you did? Because I remember one of the tactics I think that you use was like influencers. And was that the first time you incorporated influencers with your brand? It, it was. So I want to say a few months before, I can't remember what semester we took class <laughs> in, but I actually... Um, stuck my nose in influencer marketing and just the influencer life in general. Um, so I will say one of the one of the you know success stories of MTF Cosmetics is that I had a successful product collaboration with a makeup influencer at the time. Um, her name on Twitter is Makeup for Women of Color and on Instagram also. Um, her name is Tierra Willis. So we created a loose powder highlighter. Um, and that did really well. Surprisingly, you know, that collaboration, I got to see the, you know, the brand name in, you know, national magazines such as Glamour Magazine, Allure, and Pop Sugar Beauty. So I will say influencer marketing does work. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, for sure. And are you still using influencer marketing right now? Yes, I am. But here's the catch. So I'm actually now on both ends of the spectrum. So Mm -hmm. influencer marketing for my brand, but also becoming an influencer myself. Um, So within the last, you know, year or so, um, you know, I've noticed that my social media presence has grown tremendously. And I it has. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. And, and, you know, brands started to reach out to me and, and things like that. And, you know, I never really thought about it coming from my side. So that's definitely something that has helped me with 
you know, my personal branding as well. Um, so right mm-hmm. now I'm in a space where I'm trying to like balance it all on both mm-hmm. inside and the personal side. That's great. And you're learning um, both sides of it as well. Yeah. And then incorporating that into your own brand in the future too. Yep. Yeah. And so I want to ask you like the manufacturing process yeah. when you first started, did you create your own products like at home or did you outsource it and do you outsource now or do you still create your own products? Yes. So I do both now. So I make it mm-hmm. and I outsource. So when I first started, I had four pressed highlighter shades and I figured out how to create them on my own. Um, so that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's crazy when you think about it. But, you know, I was my own like little lab researching for <laughs> Like being a mini, mini um, chemist, like it was crazy. But, you know, I just tell people like, I just managed to figure it out, like in boom, like, and that's literally it. But, you know, it took months of testing and, and days of testing different formulas and, you know, different packaging and seeing what works. And then one day I just, I finally nailed it down. And that's how <laughs> we got started. For those who are interested in maybe manu- manufacturing their own products, but don't know how to, where would you advise them to start their research? Honestly, one thing that I did, um, I think the best form of research is actually going into the stores to start. Mm-hmm. So like back then, and I still do this now, I'm in Ulta and Sephora all the time, looking at products, looking at packaging, looking at like what's hot, what's trendy, you know, what the bigger brands are doing, because, you know, at some point I want to become on that level of a bigger brand, you know? So looking at and and reflecting back on my brand and seeing, you know, where, what success looks like to me and where I want it to go. So, you know, get your feet wet, go into the stores, see what's out there. Also like people watch a little bit, you know? see what customers are buying, what sections they're going to in the stores. Um, and honestly, like the internet is is like your best friend. Like I literally like, I don't know how much I Googled. I had so many apps open. Um, but honestly, if you just Google like cosmetic manufacturing, you'll get so many different results. It's just harder because, you know, labs and manufacturers are all over the world, you know, in in Mm -hmm. America and, you know, in Europe and just all over the world. So I will say it does take a lot of like digging and like deep digging to find Mm -hmm. the right manufacturer that works for you. Okay. And like I said, you scaled your business to like a great place right now. What is your biggest advice for someone to scale their business? Yes. So this is just going to be one simple word and consistency. So for me, the power of consistency is real. And and I've truly learned that consistency is key into seeing the type of results that you want to see. So, you know, customers are loyal and will shop with you time and time again when they have that confidence in your products or your services. And, you know, they are only going to gain that level of trust with you when you are consistent in what you do and how it's executed. So consistency not only holds you, you know, accountable, but it creates a sense of measurement also. You know, in business and in life, like in general, you have to try something over and over again, being consistent with it 
in order to see if it will work out or not. You know, I can't measure my goals or my results and measure my effectiveness if what I'm trying to measure isn't consistent. And I also yeah. that consistency, you know, sets the overall tone of your brand and the message that you're trying to tell the world. And, you know, there are a lot of factors that play into running and owning a successful business. But, you know, me speaking from the small business side, one of the best ways to thrive is to stay consistent especially in the era of social media. But, you know, you're social media savvy, so you know what it is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I love what you said. It is really important to always show up, especially if you're running a business with um, products that you're selling because yeah. you want to show your customers that, you know, what they think is important and you're taking in their feedback and showing up and, you know, reflecting on their feedback as well. So I think it's, yeah, I agree with you. Being consistent is very important. Showing up is very important. Right. Yeah. And and especially like with hinting at the social media part of it, you know, I'm only e-commerce right now, you know, I don't have mm -hmm. cool, you know, storefront. So, you know, if I'm not sending out these email campaigns, if I'm not <laughs> posting on the internet and interacting and engaging with my customers and everything, you know, I'm not getting any website traction. And if I don't get any website traction, you know, I can't keep the business running because there's no income coming in, you know, so consistent, definitely, definitely like key. Definitely. And so as a young entrepreneur, what are some things you have learned from your experience that no one has told you about or talked about? Um, that it truly is hard. You know, I feel like Everyone glamorizes the success of having a successful business, but it truly is hard. Like, it's tough. And this is probably one of the hardest things that I've ever done and, and had to do and probably will ever do in, in my lifetime, um, you know, with where I want my brand to go. And, you know, with growth, things only get tougher and tougher. You know, you mm -hmm. have like thick skin or, or you will crumble. And especially speaking from, you know, my personal experience, um, you know, I've been doing everything on my own. So, you know, when life gets hard, you still have a business to run. You still have orders. To yeah. And, you know, we've seen it time and time again that, you know, life doesn't stop for anyone. And when you start your own business and you start your own thing, the work truly like never stops. And mm -hmm. I haven't taken that leap of faith yet and, you know, quit my day job because, you know, I'm not ready yet. So. I still work my nine to five job. So, you know, my days get started at 8 a.m. and typically don't end until midnight and sometimes even after that. You know, you sacrifice a lot, but I feel like many people don't understand that until they get started or they have their own thing going on. And then it's like, oh, wow, like you guys <laughs> that. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yeah. so much more. So. Yeah, definitely. I, I like how you said, you know, the entrepreneur side, like people glamorize that, but people don't really know just how much work you have to put in and how much time you have to put in to have a successful business, especially when you start out as a small business with yeah. no, no, like big companies to support you or anything like that. Right. And so you have to still work your nine to five to support your lifestyle and to support yourself and to support your business. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have to work those extra hours after your nine to five to keep yeah. your business running. Yeah, it's it's tough. And and especially, you know, 
when you have to like raise the capital and raise the funding for your business. When I first started back in 2017, you know, I was lucky enough to have a, um, an internship at the time. Um, surprisingly for a sophomore, like in college, I had a really good internship that like paid really well. So, you know, mm-hmm. strapping. So I would save like half of my checks and like set it aside for like research and ordering the things that I need to get started. And it's tough. Like getting funding, it is tough. So it, it takes a lot. It's it's hard. <laughs> Definitely. And so as a woman, it can, like we said, it can be hard to start your own business and be successful in the business field. And as like a black businesswoman yourself, what challenges and adversity or doubt did you have to go through? And how were you able to overcome that? You know, you know, being black in America and in, in, in the world, you know, has not been easy. And you know, this goes way, way back. But definitely you no. Know, being a black woman in America, man, you know, like we're facing so many, you know, challenges and adversity every single day. You know, every day is something different. And, you know, we would be here all day (laughs) if I jumped into the (laughs) topics. But for me, I think the biggest challenge that I had to overcome and that I'm still working on overcoming is getting out of my own head. You know, when you create something, it's like your baby, like your child. And, you know, about every little thing, you know, being perfect. What if this isn't good enough? You know, am I doing too much? Am I not doing enough? You know, you analyze every single thing as a creator. And I feel like sometimes that can hold us back from our goals and what we want to achieve. So for me, I've just been focusing more on just throwing myself out there, putting myself and putting my stuff out into the world and, you know, knowing that what's for me will be for me and you know what's for my brand will be for my brand so definitely Definitely. focusing on avoiding perfectionism for sure Mm -hmm. yeah and I also think like as a woman um and a woman of color sometimes people put labels on you and they put limits on you. And I think one of the most important thing you have to remind yourself and tell yourself is to not play small. Why are you playing small? Like if someone else can do it, you can do it too. Just prove them wrong. Right. Exactly. And, and that's a good point there. Like not limiting yourself or your abilities either, because, you know, when you get in your head, you start doubting yourself. And, you know, when you start doubting yourself, you know, you lose your confidence and you lose yourself a bit. So it's definitely like important to make sure that, you know, you're good with yourself too. I agree. I agree. And so knowing all that you know now, uh, what advice would you tell your younger self? Tell the person that who first started this brand, what would you tell her? My advice would be whatever you do, keep going. um, And that, it's okay to take some time and step back to realign yourself with your goals, but don't give up in that process and mm-hmm. trust the journey, trust the process and to keep going when things get tough because they will get tough. Trust. Um, <laughs> yeah. And also to be gentle with yourself and to show yourself grace and to, Oh, I love that. Self and to always, you know, choose you. Um, yeah. Being young, 
and dealing with graduation and just life in general, like there was so much going on at the time when I'm trying to, you know, build a brand and everything like that. So it's, it's easy to get distracted, especially, you know, we're in a whole pandemic right now, you know, things are, are crazy out here. So it's definitely important to just be gentle with yourself and show yourself grace. And, you know, creators, we are our toughest critics. Yeah. important to always show yourself grace that's something that running a business has taught me that would be mm-hmm. like my top five things that running a business has taught me is to like just be gentle with yourself and show yourself grace yeah definitely and I like how you said like it's okay to realign with yourself and realign mm-hmm. with your goals because there have definitely been times where I've you know, been on my creative journey. And I'm like, wait, I don't know if this is for me anymore. Mm -hmm. And then I have to take a step back and then reevaluate everything and pivot if this is not for me, you know? Yeah. And I think that's also something that people really get wrapped up in. And that's something that I had to be okay with too, is that we change, you know, I'm the person I was at 19. So, you know, my personal brand is completely different now. And my goals for my brand have kind of shifted and being comfortable and being okay with the fact that I'm allowed to shift and I'm allowed to change and I'm allowed to pivot because at the end of the day, this is the brand that I started. So, you know, I'm allowed to shift any way that I want and just making sure that I'm not too focused on what the outside world necessarily has to say about what it is that I want to do um Mm -hmm. I feel like you know if you want to start a blog do that if you want to start a blog and be a photographer do that I feel like back to what we were saying about limiting ourselves I feel like that's something also that like I had to learn that it's okay to start a blog And you realize that you don't want to blog anymore. You want to pursue something else, knowing that that's okay and that you are completely like allowed to do that. So Mm -hmm. for sure. Definitely. And I also like how you kind of mentioned like giving yourself permission. Like you don't need any other person's permission for yourself. You don't need to ask for any validations from anyone else. Like if you want to do it, give yourself the permission. Don't hold yourself back. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think about that all the time. I sit and think like when I get too over in my head about things or I'm overthinking things, sometimes I have to take a step back and like, girl, like, what are you doing? Like you can, yeah, (laughs) you put your mind to. And I feel like that line right there, doing whatever your heart desires and doing whatever you put your mind to, I feel like that's something that is also, it has to be kind of like trained into your brain, especially yeah. um, when you sometimes find yourself like comparing yourself to others or you feeling defeated. Like you have to really drill that into your brain that you can literally do whatever your heart desires. Definitely. I love that. Okay, so my last question. So I saw on your Instagram today, and I really like the message that you had about starting your morning off right. Mm -hmm. And so we all know like a lot of entrepreneurs, they have a morning routine to Mm -hmm. set the tone to their day. Mm -hmm. So what is your morning routine like? I feel like I'm actually in the process of trying to get my morning routine back on track because like I'm saying (laughs) and 
And, you know, I just had a new like lipstick launch. So things have been like really hectic on my side. So I'm oh my gosh. getting back on track. So this week I have been, I like, I started yoga, doing yoga, mm-hmm. or getting into yoga um, because I just like how relaxing it makes me feel and it makes me feel, you know, stress-free and ready to uh, take on my day. Um, because, you know, I work literally like all day from like 8 a.m. to midnight. So for me, it's really important that I start my day off right because that how I wake up really sets the tone for my day. So if I wake up in a horrible mood, you know, I feel like the rest of my day is completely shot. So I, um, I have a grateful journal. It, 100 Days of Gratitude, a journal for recording each day's best moments. And um, my mom actually got me this for my birthday in July um, because I was just writing down what I'm grateful for in just like a regular notebook. But she was out. I think she got it from like Marshall's or something like that. She was out and she saw it and she bought it for me. So it has like, today I am grateful for you write your date. And then also on the other side, it has a section where you can draw or write different words that come to mind. So each morning I write down um, five to 10 things that I'm grateful for. Um, If I don't get it to it in the morning, I will do it at night before I go to bed. So that's something that I've been doing since um, I actually started writing down what I was grateful for every morning. I want to say I started it back in like February. Um, Okay. Not on a consistent basis since February. And that just giving thanks for everything that I have. And, you know, especially being in, in a pandemic right now, you know, just speaking gratefulness over my family, over my friends, you know, over my health, you know, over my business and just speaking, you know, that positivity into my life every single morning that definitely makes me feel, you know, ready to tackle the day. Um, Mm -hmm. So I always write down what I'm grateful for. I try to get active, um, whether it's like yoga, going for a walk, going to the gym. I've slacked on the gym a little bit, but (laughs) we're going to get back into it. But definitely like yoga and meditation and then writing down what I'm grateful for. And then I've also been drinking um, like a bottle of water before like I like eat or like do anything else. I don't know what it's supposed to do, but I've just been doing it. <laughs> no, it's good to drink water right after um, you wake up because it cleanses your body before you actually intake any food. So that's great that you drink a bottle of water. Before okay. Anything. <laughs> there we have it. <laughs> so yeah. But yeah. It's, it's good. It's, it's, I just, I think just starting your day off, right? Just, it really truly sets the tone for like your day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like this morning I moved my body, wrote down what I was grateful for. And, you know, I had a great day, you know, um, busy, but it was good, you know? So, yeah, I'm glad you are writing your gratitudes. I always encourage people to do that. I think sometimes we just focus so much on what we want and that's like focusing on the lack and we don't realize just how much we have, even just the little things really add up. Right. And, and, you know, I feel like this pandemic has shown us that, you know, we take so much for granted sometimes. Mm-hmm. I feel like this pandemic really woke people up. Like, hey, like you are truly blessed, you know, and I am truly blessed. So I just want to make sure, you know, I speak that into the universe. Perfect. Well, that is the end of today's episode. Thank you, Morgan, for yeah. coming on here. Thank it was you really so nice much to really me. like 
<laughs> yeah, it was really nice to catch up with you and seeing your business flourish. I'm so excited to see what the next year and the next two years, three years will have. I don't know, maybe you'll be in Sephora one day. Yes. Or even I, before let's, that. <laughs> yes, let's speak it into existence. And yes, yes. Thank you so much for having me. This is my very first like podcast experience. So I'm so happy and I'm so honored that um, you chose me to be a part of something so great. And I wish you all of the success and I can't wait to see where this podcast goes. Thank you. It's really, truly like you really don't know who you meet in college and how you build a relationship after college. Yeah. Like I'm so glad I met you in college in my PR classes <laughs> and all of that. Yes, but, yeah. I'm grateful. <laughs> Yes. So I will leave Morgan's links and socials in the show notes for you all to check out. But that is the end of today's episode. Thank you again, Morgan. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Hello 20s. Let's get connected and continue our conversation over on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The links are in the show notes, so you're only one click away. I hope to see you there and I'll talk to you guys in my next episode.